Welcome to the Coloring Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's an honor for you to be able to be here, whether you're joining for the first time on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music Store, or you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, however you're partaking in this. The fact that you're taking your time is such an honor, and I don't want to waste that. If this is your first time, I'll explain real quick what Color and Chaos is. You maybe stumbled across this, maybe there was a topic that you were searching for and you found this, however you found this. that I know in my life that it's in the moments of heartache and hardship and chaos that I can see the Lord the clearest because I'm actually seeking Him. And so there is color and chaos. And I'm a firm believer of that. And when you look at the Bible, you see all throughout the Bible how the Lord somehow makes a color out of chaos. And even the whole gospel, the whole story of Jesus is literally making color out of the chaos of our hearts. And so that's what color and chaos is. So no matter what brings you here, maybe you're going through the best of times or the worst of times, there's a place for you here at this moment. And so I would love to pray for you and invite you into this moment as we together seek the Lord, no matter the chaos that may be going on in your life. So we'll pray together. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. Just thank you so much for the person that is listening to this. Lord, do you know what they're going through? You know the things that are heavy on their hearts. You also know the things that uh, they don't know or that I don't know. Lord, you know exactly where you're bringing us into. You also know the things um, that, that need to happen in order for us to truly seek you with everything. Lord, just regardless of what we're going through, Lord, just be here in this moment. Be with me as a speaker, Lord. Please help my words be clear and the message that you've put on my heart to be able to uh, to reach me as well. Lord, we're in this together, and um, we just ask for you to have your will and way in this moment. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. And so when I was going out on Saturday, I was going to go get a haircut, and I had some other things I was going to get done in the day. But as I was driving out, I thought of my older brother, and I figured I would give him a call. So I gave him a call, and that call turned into be like a, a one, one to two hour conversation. It was just really good. It was a good time catching up with my brother. He lives in Chicago, and so it was just really cool to be able to catch up with him. And through the years, um, me and my, my older brother has been able to um, just grow closer to one another, especially as we're um, close in age, to be able just to relate with one another with experiences and, and things that we've been through in life. And so... I was talking to him, and one of the things that kept us on the phone so long was that we were just re- we for somehow I, I we just got on the topic of um, of past relationships in our life, and um, just the the crazy things that you do when you're in love. We're just talking about those cringy times in our relationship when we were just pursue after the other person. And uh, a lot of it's funny now. A lot of the times that we pursued um, the other person, a lot of it's funny now, but it just brought me back to so many times within a relationship that you would be willing to do anything in order for it to work. And just that, that zeal and that passion that you have for one another. But every single time I think about being a pursuer, I can't help but think of the ultimate pursuer, which is Christ. And I know many times in my walk with him, I've seen times where I was just unlovable, that there was pride or there was just arrogance within me or hostility that I had towards him or even towards others, but mostly with him. I have seen so many times in my life where I've just been hostile to him, but yet he just pursues me anyway. 
And I, I know even recently, the, the last couple weeks, I remember one day I woke up where I woke up and for some reason I was just, I don't know, I was hostile to God. I don't know why I was. I, I don't think it was anything that happened the day before, the night before, but I just woke up and I just sensed this like lack of desire to rest in Him. And every single day I try to spend time in His Word and just seeking Him through prayer and through reading the Word and just allowing that to transform me. But that day I woke up and it was like I had an excuse for everything. Every single time I felt the Spirit bring into my mind, you know, seek me, seek me, seek me, seek me, there would be something else I would think about and like, no, I got to do this or I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And before I know it, it hit me. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm saying, okay, Jonah, you are being hostile to God. <laughs> like you're being hostile to your creator, savior, and sustainer. Like his spirit's inside of you and you're being hostile. Like you're in a, you're going through a civil war right now. And I mean, if we're honest, every single day we have those moments where we're just having those, those little civil wars between us and the Lord. And, um, and I was just having one, one, uh, one that day, especially. And so I just said, all right, Lord, okay, I'm just going to call it what it is. Lord, I am being hostile to you. I don't know what causes hostility. I don't know what's going on, but Lord, I'm stopping and I'm admitting the fact that I was just doing everything but seeking you. And I just, I just stopped and I got into my closet over here. Um, I made like a little, a little place just for me to be able to sit. And I have a little headlamp that I could be able just to read the word and just kind of tune everything out. And I said, all right, Lord, I'm just going to sit and I'm going to spend time with you, Lord, forgive me. And what was so awesome in that moment, I, 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 I know I was sitting there in the, in, in the closet and it was really just kind of silent. It wasn't really much noise going on. It was also kind of dark, so I had the headlamp. So I'm sitting in the closet and I, I, I could hear my breathing because it was not really much noise going on. So I heard my breathing. I heard it was just kind of a fast-paced breathing but then all of a sudden, before I know it, it just kind of got more calmer and calmer and calmer and calmer. And before I know it, I'm, I'm actually resting. And what's so crazy is I went into the closet and I didn't even know it, but I was just on edge. But then before I know it, it's almost like the Lord was just bringing to my attention just how much I was on edge. And then all of a sudden, before I know it, my, my thoughts start to get more tuned into focusing on him and start to be able to be more clear. And it's it so weird. It was almost like literally I had a wrestling match with the Lord. And then finally I just said, okay, all right, Lord. Yes, yes, you win, you win, you win. And it's just in that moment, I just had that just overwhelming sense of just, of rest, of rest. And I was thinking today, as I was thinking about things to talk about, it just kind of stood in my head those two dualities of just, you know, those moments in, in relationship where you're not really at rest because there's something wrong. And then the other side of relationship where, you know, you're at rest and, and there's not there's not something wrong. Like it's, it's okay and you're at rest and you can be able to enjoy the other person. In this example, I was able to enjoy my relationship with the Lord regardless of the anxieties or the worries or the hostilities within me. I was able just to cast it all aside for a moment, be honest with the Lord with them, but also just allow the Lord to speak with me and me speak with him honestly. And, and in that moment, I was honest with the Lord. And, and it was so cool because that honesty produced intimacy. Wherein sometimes, you know, 
especially when you when you think about earthly relationships, sometimes there's a question of, okay, if I if me being honest, is me being honest with this person going to produce that intimacy? And for so often, a lot of times, the reason why we're not honest with others is because we're scared that it's going to threaten the intimacy that we have with them. Where in reality, it, honesty will always produce a more genuine intimacy. And sometimes part of that genuine intimacy means that some of some of that that facade kind of has to fade and that's uncomfortable. But after the facade fades and there's able to be more of a genuine picture of of the relationship between the two people, then that's the moment where there's that breakthrough, just like it is with Christ. And recently I, I got done reading Matthew and I've been on to Philippians. And and Philippians is just such an encouraging book because it's Paul, he's writing to the Philippian church and it's just him just telling the Philippians how much he loves them and how much the Philippian church has blessed him, even though he's been in prison and been through all this crazy things that you can imagine would be hard to rest in. But yet Paul still has his relationship with the Philippian church. And just like that relationship that 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 we have sometimes with 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 people in our lives or or significant others or 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 siblings or or anything, you know, that relationship is real, and it's in those moments where you're able just to rest in that relationship. That's where that breakthrough happens. And so Paul is writing in prison. He's writing to the Philippian church, and he's saying, "Look." I have this genuine relationship with you, and, and I, I want to rest in that relationship. I'm in prison, but right now as I'm writing you, I'm resting in that. And, and so I wanted to read a little bit of this, uh, this passage in Philippians, just from Philippians chapter 1, and just uh, break this down a little bit just uh, as, as we're going into today. And, and again, I don't know what you got going on in your life. I don't know what you got going on in your heart. Wherever you're at right now, this applies. And so I want to read this. This is Philippians 1, and I'm going to start with verse 3 and, uh, and go down for a little bit. So this is Philippians 1, verse 3. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have, been, you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Jesus Christ. Verse 9. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. This will bring much glory and praise to God. I know in past relationships, I know that there was moments of just absolute bliss and joy and just you know, just feeling one in a way with, with the person that you're with and just you're on the same brainwave and, and everything's good and you're able just to, even the smallest things in life are just highlighted. And you're able just to see things differently because you have somebody to share it with. I know there's times of that when I look back in past relationships. 
And there's also those times of pursuit. And there's times where you're saying, okay, look, what's what's going on here? And, and let's be on the same page. I don't feel like I'm on the same page, but let's be on the same page. And, and it, it's two people in that pursuit. Sometimes it could be one-sided. Sometimes it could be both trying to pursue each other, but the way that they're pursuing is just not matching up for some reason. There's something going on. There's something causing a disconnect. But whatever it is, right here when Paul's talking about God, he's talking about God and God's pursuit of us, honestly. In verse 6, that's what kind of got highlighted in me. He says this, And I am certain that God who begun the good work in you will continue his work until it finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I'm going to read that one more time. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day that Christ Jesus returns. God, who begun the good work in you. I was thinking, I was thinking as I was reading that passage about the hostility that I felt with the Lord recently. And, and again, it, it, sometimes it comes in, in waves. Sometimes that, that might be the case with you. There might be one day where you're just like, Lord, me and you are just like, oh, like we're right in it together, you know? You know, maybe you're just, you have a heart of worship and you're just like, Lord, I'm so caught up in your love for me and I'm so caught up in your truth. And Lord, I just want to be here and I want to be here and I want to be yours and I want to be your vessel and I want to, I want to be used for your glory and all of this stuff. And, and then and the next moment, it feels like it's like, oh, you know, it's just like everything else seems way more appealing than seeking you right now. And, and what's so profound is that as he's saying right here, I'm certain that God who begun the good work in you, it's so important that we remember in the moments of hostility and in the moments of rest, that at the end of the day, that it is the Lord that produces that good work within us. That it is the Lord that, that is, is, the, is the pursuer after our hearts, both in the good and in the bad. And so even when we're not pursuing God, he is still pursuing after us. And that, that moment where we realize that, God, you pursue me even when I'm not pursuing you, that should be the moment of breakthrough, and that should give the opportunity and the invitation to rest. There are so many things that we chase here in our day-to-day life. There's so many things that we chase. And the reason why we chase it is because, okay, if I, don't, if I stop chasing this, then it's just going to fail. It's just going to stop. So I have to pursue after this because if I don't, if I don't stop, if, if I stop pursuing after this, then it's just going to fade away. And sometimes we treat our walks with the Lord the same way. But what Paul's saying here, he's saying, no, I am certain that God who begun the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day that Christ Jesus returns. Us as humans, a one-sided pursuit as a human will not last forever there will eventually be a breaking point. But the thing that's different with human pursuit, whether it be with a significant other or a friend or whatever it is, the difference between that pursuit and God's pursuit is that his is faithful to continue day by day until it is completed the work that he's doing within us. There is no far away from God. Have you ever stopped to think about that? in the days that we're hostile to him, or even in the days that we rest in him, there is no far away. There's no far away, and he will pursue and pursue and pursue. And then he goes on to verse nine to say this. I pray that the love 
will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you will live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. I'm gonna read that one more time. I pray that your love, verse nine, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. This is a reminder to me when Paul's saying this, because then he goes on to say, I want you to understand what really matters. So this is a reminder to me that, okay, there are things that don't matter and there's things that do matter. A lot of times the things that we pursue, we think in the moment that it really matters. Just like in those relationships that me and my brother Caleb were talking about, in those moments where you, you stayed up all night talking about an issue, in the moment, that, that issue really mattered. But now in hindsight, we look back and it's kind of cringy because we're like, it really didn't matter as much as we thought it did. And in reality, we wonder if we made it worse because we were so just like intensive to this issue, except for giving room to breathe, you know? And right here it's saying, you know, I pray your love will overflow more and more and more in knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what really matters so you will live pure and blameless lives. When we understand what really matters, it produces a purity and a blamelessness. It produces a peace and a rest. Where are the areas of, in your life that maybe we have settled for, for this, you know, this, this hyperactivity when reality is actually producing a, a hostility between us and our creator? Maybe that activity that we're doing or, or the things that we're choosing or prioritizing and the things that we think really matters, maybe we think that, yes, okay, Lord, when I take care of this, it will help, it'll help me and you, that I can actually be able to rest in you. When reality, it's just chasing after things that don't matter. When we chase after things that don't matter, it will never produce a purity within us, but it will always produce a chaos and will always produce this like this just a moment of just a breaking point of saying either I'm done and Lord, I'm, I, I repent. I haven't been choosing what matters. Or it would choose the opposite of saying, okay, Lord, I'm just done. I'm done pursuing after you. I got enough on my plate and I'm just going to go after this. Paul's saying here, he says, I want you to understand what really matters. Paul's desire for the Philippians church is that they will be pure and blameless. Why? Because when they are, then they'll be overflowing more and more as they grow in understanding and knowledge of God. But then they will also realize that God is pursuing after them in a way that nothing else can pursue after them. And that produces an abandon within us. We say, okay, look, God, we're yours. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do, I want to find my rest in you and not my rest in this world and the things of this world and the pursuits of this world. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character producing your life by Jesus Christ. He also goes on, to say at the end of chapter one in verse 27, he says this, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Conduct yourselves as citizens of heaven, citizens of heaven. If you're listening or watching is right now, there's just like rain. It's just like a storm just broke loose. And I know so often in my life, that hostility that I have built up towards God, it's almost just like I'm, I, I, inside I have this duality civil war going on where there's one part of me that's saying, 
okay, Lord, I, I know what's best and just give me room, give me space, let me do what I need to do. But then there's that other side of me that desires more than anything just to be free, just to be free and just to have that joy, have that peace and have that rest. And there's that, that, that side of me that says, okay, Jonah, you're fooling yourself. This isn't producing. This isn't producing. This isn't as important as you think it really is. Heavy heart, today my prayer is that you will be able to feel free and confident in that certainty that the God who begun a work within you will complete it no matter what. My heart and my prayer is that the hostility that some sometimes can just come out of nowhere that we have between us and our creator, savior, and sustainer, that we will be honest about that hostility and say, okay, Lord, how do you want me to rest in you? Show me what it looks like to rest in you. God, help me overflow more and more as I know you and as I understand you more and more. Help me understand what really matters. Help there be a two-way passionate pursuit, a passionate pursuit of me to you and you to me. But let my pursuit, let our hearts and our prayer be, Lord, help my pursuit be anchored in your pursuit for me. When I know you are pursuing after me, when I know you're pursuing after me, it is so much easier for me to pursue after you. That even in the moments where, where, where I fail and, I, and I, I think about the things that don't matter, Lord, you are pursuing after me. You love me so much. God, help me love you more. Above all, let's live as citizens of heaven, conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. May we live as citizens of heaven, what does that practically look like? Well, for one, <laughs> this rain that's going on, this storm that's going on, rain washes away all this stuff that doesn't really matter. May we pray for God. God, rain, rain over the things of my life that, that I'm allowing, but they're not really the best. What are the ways that you want to show me more of you that things are blocking the view? What are the ways you want to show me more of you that the things that I've chosen to prioritize is blocking me experiencing more of you? Maybe it's relationships, maybe it's things, maybe it's commitments, whatever it is. Lord, what are the things? And also, Lord, what are the things in my life that really do matter? Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's something going on in your life. Maybe it's a priority. Lord, help me grow in the things that really matter to you. Heavy hearts, no matter what you may be going through, may our hearts rest in the one that pursues us. And may we not be hostile to that pursuit. May we not be hostile by prioritizing all the things that don't matter when there is so much that does. And we know what matters when we know him. When we, As verse 9 says in Philippians 1, it says, as we grow in knowledge and understanding, as we grow in knowledge and understanding, heavy heart, I pray that your love will overflow your love primarily between you and your creator, savior, sustainer, and then also your love for others. And likewise for myself, may I not have a heart that is hostile to the Lord, but when I am hostile to him, may I have a heart that says, no, 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 Lord, I'm going to rest in you and I'm going to prioritize you because you matter. And right now, I don't know why this hostility has came, but the reason why this hostility is here, I know it can be linked back to not resting in you. And it can be linked back to, to just prioritizing the things that don't matter. Heavy heart. May we rest easy in Christ. 
Let us pray. Lord God, just thank you. Lord God, just thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, thank you that you pursue after us even when we're unpursuable. Thank you that your pursuit after us has no end. That you don't get frustrated as we do. That you don't abandon like we do. Lord, thank you for the rain. Thank you for the moments where you just show us what really matters. And thank you, Lord, for constantly showing us and calling us to more and more and more and more through having less and less and less of this temporary, just broken world that we exist in. Lord, it's often through the storms. It's often through the storms. It's often through the storms that we realize what matters, God. Help us pursue one another as you pursue us. Help us prioritize one another as you prioritize us, God. Help us be quick to listen and to love, to show mercy. As you're quick to listen, show love, give us mercy on us, God. Lord, forgive us for the times that we focus on what really doesn't matter. Lord, may we have a heart like Paul, that even if we're feeling in bondage or imprisoned or just under all the, the storms of life, Lord, that we don't forget what matters. And we don't forget that our citizenship is not here, but is an identity wrapped around you. You are the living God. You are the living God and you will not abandon us. Lord, may there be joy as we seek to grow in understanding of you in our day. Lord, may we just take time seeking after you and being honest about the hostility within our hearts towards the things of you. Lord, give us a safe space where we can just seek you. Lord, may there be no excuses. May there not be anything that we hide behind. Lord, help us seek after you with everything. Help us live by the spirit that's within us as we surrender to you. Lord, you are faithful to continue the work within us, even when we're unfaithful, God. Help that produce within us a broken heart where we say, God, God, no, no, forgive me. Help that not be, help that not be the life that I live. Help there be a faithful heart, God. Just wash away the things that don't matter, God. You're the only thing that will last. Help us rest in you. Rest in you, God. Help us rest in you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 That sun came out. <laughs> May there just be a rest. A rest in what matters today. No matter what you're going through. May there be a washing 
of all the hurt and the hostility and the brokenness. May you know today that you are loved and that our God is faithful. He is so faithful. May we surrender to him today, saying, Lord, we're yours. Whatever you want to do, show us the areas. Show us the areas that you want to do something. Help us, help us, help us work with you and not against you, Lord. We need you. God bless you. I pray you have a great day. I pray that this be a day that you you just bask in the rest that your God provides, no matter the external circumstances. Rest in him. May we rest in him together. God bless you. You have a great week. I'll talk to you later. See ya.